0: Welcome to the Wellstack Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Rosick, the Director of Wellstack Content and Solutions. In this episode, I'm joined by Cheryl O'Connor, the CEO and founder of Income Conductor. Income Conductor is a proprietary cloud-based tool that allows advisors, firms, and individuals to create customized, time-segmented income plans that can easily be tracked and managed throughout retirement. Today's topic... Retirement and why advisors need to be better prepared when it comes to managing decumulation. Cheryl, thrilled to be speaking with you.
1: Thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast, Shannon. It's really great to meet you.
0: You as well. I've and this is a topic that I'm very interested in. Um, even though I'm a millennial, retirement <laughs> it just feels like it could be you know tomorrow. You know, especially when you start your careers and start saving in 401ks, it's. It should be top of mind for everyone, no matter your age, but you know, before we dive into our first segment, would you just share a little bit about your background, why you ultimately got into this space? And of course, I have to ask about the conductor aspect and if you had an affinity for music and where that all fits into this.
1: <laughs> okay. And before I do that, um, just let me say that in surveys, millennials are more concerned about retirement than baby boomers. See? So, you proved that out. <laughs> Um, So yes, income conductor does refer to a musical conductor, not a train or electrical one. And I started out as a professional musician and teacher before working in software development and project management at large insurance companies, so hence the conductor name. And then in 2006, I founded an asset management firm with my husband and a partner and built a TAMP where I was working with thousands of advisors across the country. And it was in working with those advisors and their retired clients, especially through the global market crash of 2008 and beyond, that really got me interested in decumulation and the whole area of retirement income planning.
0: And you, you mentioned you were a teacher, but then you pivoted into this world of wealth management and asset management.
1: How <laughs> did how did that happen? <laughs> The teaching into the software development kind of happened because of my husband, who was uh, president of a broker-dealer for a large insurance company, and they were looking for folks to come in, be trained on software coding in anticipation of Y2K changes. So that's that's how I switched from being a teacher into software development. And then project management just came very naturally to me. Um, in 2006, when my husband decided he wanted to be an entrepreneur... He asked me to join him. He's more of the high level type of thinker. I pay a little bit more attention to details. So I built the TAMP and the processes around it. So that's how that happened.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, so were you having a discussion beforehand of this is the space that you knew you wanted to move into? You know, why retirement in particular?
1: You know, it just got me interested that there were all of these people going into retirement that like me, uh, don't have pensions. You know, I when I started working, I was in a 401k situation. None of the firms that I worked for had a pension available, certainly. You know, I got to thinking, you know, you're accumulating all this money. How do you turn this into a reliable paycheck? You know, how does that happen? Because with rare exception, we all hope to retire, right? Right. <laughs> and we hope we'll have a happy and financially secure retirement so why else would we save money towards our retirement versus spending it now and then you know with increased longevity retirement can last as long as our working phase of life which is kind mm-hmm. of scary so you're saving you're you're spending right now but you're also responsible for self-saving for this whole second phase of life and I think it's important for advisors to understand this, because if they only concentrate on accumulation and investing their clients assets during that working phase and don't help their client plan for and support them through that second phase where they'll be spending that wealth, chances are the advisor is going to lose that client and their assets that they work so hard to build.
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing context and more of your background and just mm-hmm. at a at a high level we got into it a little bit but could you just briefly explain decumulation, what exactly that phase is, what goes into it and why it deserves just as much attention as the accumulation
1: phase. Yeah, I think the fact that, you know, it is so long and there's much less certainty around it with the lack of pensions. So, just if if I gave you a number right now and I said, you know, Shannon, you've saved a million dollars and you're going to retire tomorrow, would you really have any clue around how to distribute that million dollars, what to invest it in and and how to meet your needs and goals? You might not even know what those needs and goals are because honestly, retirement is such a different animal than working phase there are so many aspects that are totally foreign to people until they start nearing retirement like social security medicare long term care you know and and i think that in the whole advisors have not been very comfortable in talking about these aspects maybe you know because their traditional financial planning and and the tools they use have really focused on more of the scientific aspects of planning and product selection, like asset management. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: because of that, the industry has sort of developed these rules of thumb, um, like running all plans out to age 95, or this this 4% quote unquote rule, um, which was simply an analysis of market performance (laughs) over prior decades. It's it's not a rule. It's It's just an interesting analysis. And we focus on rates of return and tax analysis as if these were the only components of retirement income planning. And and the planning tools people have used have really reinforced this approach. They've concentrated more on uh, the accumulation phase and less on the distribution phase. And when they do talk about the distribution phase or address the distribution phase, it's really focused on investments the performance of investments, rather than the client's persona, and all these other aspects that that really have an impact on the client's success in retirement.
0: And I can imagine that retirement income discussions can be pretty uncomfortable for people. You know, I think it was actually your co-founder Phil Lubinsky that said, "Sitting down with a client and." talking income with them is setting their death date in essence. And, you know, advisors don't really seem prepared to, to manage that. Why is it? Is it just firms aren't keeping up? Is the technology, you know, we obviously there's players in the space with income conductor, but where's that disconnect?
1: I think part of it is, is what I just stated that we have been focused on accumulation and as an industry, we're not that knowledgeable really about the distribution phase. But the second thing is, I think just it's human nature to shy away from these topics of health and death and widowhood. But surveys have shown us, especially after COVID, that people want to talk about how their health impacts their longevity and their expenses in retirement. Continuously surveys show us the top two concerns are that they uh, will run out of money. You know, Their savings will go to zero um, and they won't be able to meet their healthcare expenses, which is the number one reason people go into bankruptcy in retirement. So people are aware of this. They want to have this discussion with their advisors. I was talking to one of our advisors who said, He sat down for some planning with a couple and he just pulled up the plan and said, okay, let's assume 30 years. And the husband just started shaking his head and he said, well, what's wrong? And he said, I know I'm not going to live until 95. He said, I know I'm not. Uh, So what I want you to do is to be realistic about my lifespan. And I want to know that my wife's going to be taken care of after I'm gone. So these are the types of things that are in clients' minds, whether they're as forthright as that client was with that advisor, or whether they're just thinking of it. We need to understand that this is a whole different ballgame now, and we need to address these issues.
0: Absolutely. Well, that is a perfect segue, actually, into our first segment of Stats All Folks, because according to the recent inside information software study done by Joel Bruckenstein and t 3 You know, when it came to retirement distribution planning tools, their results stated that the total market penetration for 2023 is just under 13%. And in last year's survey was around 11%. You know, like I said, the tech is there, but because this is such a specialized area of planning, are you hopeful about the adoption rates moving forward around technology like this?
1: I am. And hey, you know, we are moving in a positive direction. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's an indication, again, of where the industry is focused. Uh, it's only recently that they've started to pay attention to decumulation and only because they've seen assets rolling out of retirement plans. Uh, so they really weren't prepared to deal with this tsunami of money moving into decumulation. So now it's like, what do we do about it? But the fact is that by the end of this decade, Baby boomers are going to hold over 50% of household wealth in the US. That's huge. And they keep telling us they want and need holistic retirement income planning services and the old tools and strategies are not doing the job since they've they've also focused on accumulation. So I think we're going to see a lot more focus on technologies like income conductor Folks who are retirement income specialists in the state who can guide advisors in this area.
0: And the last baby boomer will actually turn 65 in 2029. We are not that far away. That's just six years. So I can imagine that that's going to have a very significant impact on the industry, right?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, advisors who are looking at this right now, if they're really looking to grow, their firm um, and capture this opportunity, then they will start looking for strategies and technologies, because honestly, in my over 25 years in the industry, I see this as the largest opportunity for growth and for a new value proposition in the financial services industry.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, which actually leads me to my next question. How is Income Conductor disrupting the status quo when it comes to retirement income planning? You know, what are some of the differences you've seen between today's retirees, baby boomers, and even their parents' generation?
1: So I think, you know, some of the new retirement income technology that were listed on the T3 survey They use the same kind of strategy, the probability based strategy that older tools do, but they may have a little twist on that strategy. Income Conductor is truly unique and that it uses a very different planning strategy, one that gives clients a written plan versus a probability of success. And this is an important distinction for individuals who are coming into retirement with only Social Security and their savings to sustain them. You know, we like to use the analogy of a pilot announcing that you have a 75% chance of reaching your destination safely today. I don't know anybody who would stay on that plane. no. And yet that's what we tell retirees. Congratulations. You know, you're in the confidence zone. You've got 75% chance of not going broke. People want and deserve a written plan, not a probability, and that will give them the confidence to retire, but also the peace of mind throughout retirement. So we take a very holistic approach by dynamically incorporating, you know, personalized longevity, healthcare, Social Security claiming data from one of the largest institutional providers into the plan itself. And... Bringing in all those aspects of retirement and giving the client a written plan, I think all you have to do is look at the success our advisors have had to to understand that this is really what clients are looking for.
0: And what's on the roadmap for Income Conductor, not only this year, but forward-looking?
1: So we keep looking not only at what our advisors are saying, you know, we'd like this or that, but also where the market is heading how are how the end client is changing and we're really excited about a new product we'll be launching this summer that will provide tax liquidation order optimization rmd and roth conversion analysis and bring all of that again dynamically into the plan editor so I understand, you know, some advisors use disparate tools for this Mm -hmm. type of analysis, but the integration of that data within Income Conductor allows the data to interact in real time, and the result is really the best overall plan for the client.
0: Absolutely, and I'm sure this is dependent per client. But you know, how often should clients and you know pre-retirees be talking uh, to their advisor about setting up a plan and being prepared? I I would assume that it's it's no time like the present, right?
1: Absolutely, I, you know, in my view, as soon as you start saving towards retirement, you should start planning for retirement. So even, you know, even you can use Income Conductor 20 years away from retirement and it will help you determine whether you're saving enough to reach your personalized goals. Um, Most people start to create really customized plans once they really have a good vision of when they're retiring and what their retirement, what they want their retirement to look like, you know, at least five years prior to retirement. So oh, that makes
0: sense. <laughs> yeah
1: so income condu- income conductor can be used in both circumstances.
0: Great. It's actually now time for segment two of this episode, Cheryl, where it's Ask Us Anything, where I've gone out to the social universe and asked them to submit questions they want answered by you. So let's take a look at who's dropping into the DMs this week. We did receive a couple questions. Good, because we want people to be very aware of this topic. And the first question we received was How do advisors keep from falling into the trap of becoming excited about the accumulation phase of investing and then eventually losing interest? you know, by the decumulation phase.
1: You know, I think I, I totally understand what they're talking about because it's it's much nicer to see an account go up in value year after year. Right. Then distribute down. But I think one of the, things that advisors need to realize is that clients feel much more comfortable about accumulating investing. They've been doing it in their 401k plans. And so it's not that magic black box that it used to be. I think providing retirement income planning and management services is of much more valuable or or value to your clients because they don't know about it. So, being a retirement income specialist can bring a whole new value proposition to your practice. And 100% of our advisors tell us that Income Conductor has given them a significant competitive edge over their peers. You know, it's one thing to watch the market go up and down and um, watch your accounts incrementally grow, it's another thing to grow your business exponentially. By bringing in all of these clients and having a technology that allows you to service all those clients and scale your business based on its retirement income specialty.
0: Absolutely. Another question we had was, can you explain in a little more detail how the platform uses time segments to build an income plan? Mm hmm.
1: So number one, advisors don't have to use the time segmented approach on income conductor. You can run a essentially a one segment plan, Um, but we do support that strategy and recommend it because it's been deemed to be superior at managing client behavior in down markets, which is really critical when you're in retirement and you can't go back to work and make up those losses you might incur if you panic and jump out of the market at a low point. So managing client behavior in retirement is very, very important. But time segmentation is really very intuitive. It uses a very simple concept that we honestly use in accumulation. So basically, if you were to say, I'm gonna buy a house next year, you wouldn't take that money and invest it in a risky investment in the market, right? Because you'd be using it in the short term. Whereas money you won't need until much later, let's say for a college education for a child who's very young right now, you can be more aggressively invested with those assets. So it really just follows a very intuitive approach by dividing the client's retirement into segments, basically time horizons. A client can clearly see how their accounts are invested and when those accounts will be used for income. makes perfect sense to a client. Jamie Hopkins calls it mental accounting. And it's it's honestly something we humans do every day.
0: Makes sense. And actually, this is a question I have, you know, obviously since the pandemic and even the recent headlines that we've been seeing between market volatility, bank collapses, bank runs, and spiking inflation rates, you know, and now oil prices going back up, are you bury. seeing it yeah, vary? And so that's, you know, that's my question. Are you seeing folks and our advisors having to really quell those fears right now? And are you kind of seeing these spikes in conversations around retirement because people are getting a little nervous or is it still kind of status quo?
1: You know, we hear from advisors very often that during these kinds of volatile periods, that they're not getting calls from their clients. Really? And if they are, they're just reminding them, "Hey, you know, you've got guaranteed income for the next x number of years. That that account that we invested that may have maybe going up and down, you know, with all these these market changes, we're not going to need that for income for another 20, 25 years. So you're good." You know, so I think that one of the hardest jobs an advisor does is really manage their client behavior, you know, keeping them from doing bad things with their money. So if you're using a strategy like time segmentation that supports that effort where it's it's doesn't take a lot of effort from you, um, it kind of naturally manages that client behavior. That's that's a great strategy.
0: Well, that's a whole other discussion around behavioral finance and yes. keeping humans in check. So that, that'll be the follow-up episode. But we did have one final question for this segment. It's kind of a fun one. As a former teacher, how did those skills prepare you to become a founder of a fintech firm?
1: Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Not many people would connect those two careers. But I think teachers have an ability to you know take a learning goal And break it down into the steps that are required to reach that goal, right? And this is very close to how software is built, uh, music is created, um, and a company is built. You know, it's that, let's take that big thing and break it down into manageable pieces and, you know, understand what those pieces are and what order they should fit in teachers also tend to be good communicators, and they understand that individuals have different learning styles. Some are visual, some are oral, some are tactile. um, And creating good software requires supporting these different styles. So that's what we've tried to do with Income Conductor, really make it uh, accessible to and understandable to everybody. Um, And then there's always the patience required when, you know, (laughs) delivering great customer service. So teachers are are pretty patient. Um, That's great that comes in handy.
0: Yeah, I can attest to that. My mom is also a teacher, been in education for for decades, and she has the patience of a saint. So
1: (laughs) I can certainly
0: appreciate that. Um, Well, great. Thank you, Cheryl. And I just I appreciate you being put on the spot and your insightful answers here. But we have come to what is my favorite segment of the podcast, stack it or whack it, where I I'm going to <laughs> I'm love going this. to throw out a few technologies <laughs> and be warned, they are not always well tech related. And you tell me if they are worth the hype or not. So, you know, essentially stack it or whack it. So knowing your your background in music and, and as well as education, I have to ask about digital pianos. You know, are they a great way to express creativity or is a nice Yamaha or Steinway classic, you know, baby grand the way to go? <laughs> All
1: right. So I would say definitely stack it. Digital pianos are a great way for kids to learn, adults to learn, you know, without a lot of uh, investment into a larger piano. And and let's let's be realistic. Lots of people live in small spaces like city apartments. So, you know, a larger piano is kind of uh, not even an option. But I think at the end of the day, if you if you want to be, you know, truly serious about uh, moving forward with your your keyboard skills, then there's no getting away from the fact that a great Steinway is preferable. <laughs> um, I recently started taking drum lessons. And, wow. Um, yeah. And I opted for a traditional kit over an electronic one just because I understand that, you know, there are things you can do with a traditional instrument that you can't with an electronic one. So,
0: all right. So, so, so stack it. I love it. And I, yeah. and I have to ask as a follow-up, what else do you play besides drums?
1: <laughs> so organ, let's see, I played the clarinet and the marching band in high school glock and spiel. Yeah. But I've always wanted to play drums my whole life. So I figured, yeah, I'm just going to do it. So
0: I, well, I hope it's set up in your office. <laughs> your <drum> set. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I, I wish I wish I could do that, but now it's in the basement.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. The last one I'm going to throw out, pivoting a little bit, but gamification of savings. So apps like Acorn Chime, Digit, things like that, you know, gamification for retirement. I wasn't even going to go there because that's a serious topic and no, yeah. no chance. But when it comes to savings, stack it or whack it with these new apps on the market.
1: I would say whack it. I guess I'm a lot more traditional about, you know, about technology and the purpose it serves. I think we've seen how this approach can go awry. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that said, we can create great technology that really engages customers without turning serious topics into games. You know, we with Income Conductor, our advisors tell us that, you know, they create plans in the office. With the client and over Zoom meetings, and the client doesn't want to stop. So <laughs> <Stop. laughs> it, it could be the end of the hour, and they've got another client coming in, and the client's like, No, 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 I don't want to stop. That to me, it's not a game, but that to me is true engagement mm-hmm. because it creates understanding and actually, you know, personal delight when somebody can understand such a complex topic so easily, that's a happy thing.
0: And I I can imagine it's all right. so we have one one stack and one whack. I can appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so Cheryl, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and please feel free to tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and what you're working on at Income Conductor.
1: Yeah, so we have lots of information on our website at incomeconductor.com. You can sign up for a demo or a trial where we offer a complimentary case design consultation during the trial, which honestly has helped a lot of our trial advisors land prospect clients.
0: That's great. Um,
1: Yeah. So we're, we're all about supporting our advisors, but you can also um, email me directly at S O'Connor at wealthconductor.com. We'd love to hear from you and and your thoughts on retirement and podcast.
0: Fantastic. And be sure to like and subscribe to the Wealth Stack podcast on all major podcasting platforms and follow all things Wealth Stack on wealthmanagement.com, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And thank you all for tuning in today.